All right, guys. So we are coming to you with a bonus episode. Happy New Year. It's 2023. And we are going to be breaking down a list that I do every year. Well, I did it this year and last year for top 50 WWE women of 2022. And we're only going to do the first 25 because 50 women, that's a lot. You know, (laughs) and for time purposes, we're just going to do the first half of the list. And if you want to go and see the list, it's on a reel on our Instagram. And if you want to see my full list, that's on my TikTok. But yeah, so basically how I do this list is I basically take my top 50 women that I've been liking throughout the year, like character, like matches, whatever, just kind of make my list of 50 And then I make a list of 50 of like accomplishments, you know, like title wins and pay-per-view matches, all that kind of stuff. And then I kind of like combine them. Mm -hmm. And then this is what we kind of get from that, you know? So I like to do a little bit of what I like and then a little bit of what, you know, of who is pushed throughout the year, you know? And these lists are always controversial because people are going to be like, no, they should be higher. They should be lower. But it's all subjective, right? Like, this is just all a matter of opinion. So let's get into the list. So we're going to work our way up. So we're going to start with 25. So number 25 was Alba Fire, who was formerly known earlier in the year as Kaylee Ray. And I have to say, I was not the biggest Kaylee Ray fan. I, like, respect her work and everything, of course. But then when she went through that transition into Alba Fire, I automatically was just so drawn to her. Because I feel like, you know, when she was Kaylee Ray, like I said, arguably didn't have the strongest of characters. But then now, you know, she started doing these promos (laughs) and these packages were together about her new character and everything and the name change. And I was just I was completely drawn in. So yeah, I remember when that happened actually. Um, when I saw the Elba Fire, I was like, who's that? And I was like, no, she's a wrestler. I've seen her before. And then you told me, I was like, oh, they just like completely changed her character and her name. Her entrance is so dope. I love her entrance. That's probably one of my favorite things about her. She used to come out in the beginning with like a flaming bat, like the tip of the bat was like flaming. Mm-hmm. She hasn't been doing that recently, but I just think that like when she comes out, you're just like drawn to her because you're like, wait, this is this is cool. Like it's all smoky and like there's fire everywhere and her graphics are super cool. So like I said, she was pretty high on my list because I really like this character. Mm-hmm. Let's go through some of her accomplishments from this year. So she was the winner of the 2022 Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic with Io Shirai in NXT. She's had great feuds with Lash Legend, Mandy Rose, and most recently Isla Dawn. And she's had a lot of title shots this year. I mean, granted, they've all been unsuccessful, but hey, if you're having so many title matches throughout the whole year, that counts for something, you know? Yeah. That means that management sees that you're getting over and that you're they like your in-ring style, character, whatever it is. And they keep granting you title matches. So very warranted for album. Big things ahead for her. So let's dive into 24 and 23. We're going to kind of combine. Because 
It's 24 was Caden Carter and 23 was Katana Chance, who they have been a tag team for forever. So for the whole year, they've been a tag team. So they don't really have any individual accomplishments really throughout the year. So that's why I kind of like condense them. But I'm really, really happy for them because they are like WWE's pretty much longest women's tag team. And they finally got, yeah, they've been a tag team since, God, I want to say since like either 2019 or 2020. Like they've been a team for a while. And this was their payoff year. You know, they won the NXT tag team titles after so long of chasing for them. And it was a feel good moment for sure. You know, watching that live in NXT, seeing them win the tag titles. I was like, oh my God, yes. Because it's you're just like, yes, like you love to see they're like really strong baby faces. They also went through a character change where they have this kind of like EDM, like club girls sort of thing going on. And Katana Chance was Casey Catanzaro in the beginning of the year. And she went through like a name change like Alba Fire did. Okay. So I've been feeling more drawn to their characters this year as well. And they're just so exciting in the ring. Like these two girls are like some of my mom's favorites wrestlers right now. (laughs) (laughs) She just thinks they're so exciting. So like I said, they won the NXT Women's Tag Team Championships this year, which was amazing. And they had a great story to getting there because it's like they kept failing you know, they lost the Dusty Rhodes Women's Tag Team Classic. And it almost seemed like they were going to turn heel for a little bit. Because they were getting kind of, like, fed up. They're like, no, I'm over this. Like, I'm done waiting my turn. Like, it's my time. And I'm like, right. yes, girls. Get it. <laughs> <laughs> and then they've had some notable feuds, you know, mostly with Toxic Attraction they've been feuding with. And then Ivy Nile and Tatum Paxley of Diamond Mind. So they've had a great year, super, super happy for them. And I hope that their tag title reign is takes us well into 2023 because they deserve a long title reign. So let's get into 22. And this is this is where we're going to get a little controversial. So coming in at number 22 for me is going to be Bailey, which I know some people oh. might place her, right? Some people might place Bailey a little bit higher, but... I don't know. Like, I like Bailey. I really do. And I liked damage control in the beginning. But then I feel like as because she returned at SummerSlam, which was August. So kind of late into the year. I feel like as time went on with damage control, I started to kind of like them less and less. And I don't know why that is. I think it's because like every big match Bailey has had since returning this year, she's lost. And so oh, I don't, yeah, like I don't feel invested in her character. Like she's challenged Bianca Belair for the Raw Women's Championship like a million times, which is an exaggeration. It's been like maybe like <laughs> three, three or four times, but she just keeps losing. And so I just, I don't know. I'm like, it definitely has potential. Like her return at SummerSlam was amazing. Like one of the best moments of the year, I have to say, because it was so shocking. And we were all like, yes. This is fresh. Triple H just took over. I'm so excited to see what happens here. 
And, you know, bringing back Dakota and EO Sky was amazing as well. We'll, we'll get more into them later. And then she's had, you know, she's had her notable feuds with Bianca Belair and most recently with Becky Lynch. So she has done a lot this year and she's had multiple title matches on multiple different premium live events. So she's been doing her thing. But like I said, she's been a focal point of Raw recently. But I don't know. I want to see a little bit more from Bailey next year. I want to see a little more character development because I know she's got it. It's just that there just needs to be, there's something missing from damage control, you know? Mm -hmm. So we will see. We'll have to stay tuned for that. 21 is coming in with Sonya Deville, who I just, I love Sonya Deville. (laughs) I think she has amazing potential. I know, Lainey, you like Sonya Deville too. I was like, we all love Sonya Deville. I mean, how could you not? She plays a really great heel. And we saw that in the beginning of the year because she was in her authority figure role. And so, you know, she was making some decisions that weren't too hot with the fans. Mm -hmm. So... um, Sonia has definitely been a focal point of WWE programming this year, but after she lost her role as authority figure, she kind of fell off. And I feel like that sucks because she had such great momentum. And I feel like she could have definitely been a top heel, but for some reason, she kind of just fell off and was kind of here and there, not really making so many appearances late into the year. So that was a little disappointing for me. Um, I really liked when uh, she returned to NXT when Mandy was out for a bit and kind of like took over Toxic Attraction for a bit, which, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, given the circumstances with Mandy Rose, which we'll get into later more, could be a permanent thing now. I don't know. You know, we still have to figure out if Toxic Attraction is going to get a new leader or whatnot. But back into Sony Deville, she had that feud with Naomi in the beginning of the year, which was, I have to say, a bit disappointing because of there was no really like big payoff for Naomi in that feud. And Sonia was kind of made to look really, really weak. So for a feud that lasted that long, I thought that they were going to have some kind of like big moment but it just kind of was settled on a random smackdown and then it was over so i don't know but sony deville um got a had a storyline with via bianca belair too so she had her title shot so that was a big moment for her so that was a good moment for sony deville as well and then her feud with Liv morgan recently which got a little hardcore and extreme but that was basically sony's just been putting other people over this year you know, like putting over Bianca Belair, putting over Liv Morgan, putting over Naomi. So maybe next year Sonya can have her moment. I I think she deserves to win a title, right, Lainey? Think she deserves to win a title? Yeah, I mean, I definitely think she will eventually, but I think she's gonna win it when she is a heel for sure. Oh yeah. Just cause she just like slays at it. I like know. She like you know that like we like her a lot, but when she was like when she had that official like you know title where she was making the decisions, it made me like not like her. I was like, oh my god, I'm like just like pissed me off. But that 
just because she was doing good at her, you know, at her job, you know, right. her character. So I fully like agree that she should like I think she should always be a heel. Like I feel like if she's a baby face, it'd be weird. It would be so weird. I feel like I could not. It would have to be a really good like storyline. She'd have to be working with like a really good heel in order for me to make <laughs> believe that Sonya Deville was a baby face, you know? Right. But I agree. She, when she was an authority figure, I was like, no, girl, like get out of here. But we still love you, you know? <laughs> right. Number 20 is going to be Aaliyah. And I'm really, really happy for Aaliyah because I feel like this is a really big year for her. It was kind of like a breakout year for her. Because she's been in NXT for a long time, was finally called up at the end of 2021. And this year she had kind of like start and stop pushes. You know, in the beginning of the year, she had the fastest win in WWE history. Aaliyah 317, which was amazing against Natalia. But then I feel like after her feud with Natalia, she kind of was on the sidelines for a bit. Like, you didn't hear a lot from Aaliyah in, like, the spring and even the beginning of summer. Like, she wasn't really around much. But then, at the end of summer, when they had the Women's Tag Team title tournament, her and Raquel Rodriguez pulled off a shocking win and won the vacant tag titles. And I have to say, nobody saw that coming. Everybody thought that Dakota and Io were going to win those tag titles. And so we were all just kind of like caught off guard. We were like, what? But it was a huge win for Aaliyah because that was her first title win in WWE after like nine years, eight years. Yeah. Wow. I think she's been there since like 2013 or maybe earlier. I don't know. But Aaliyah has. Yeah. Aaliyah. Isn't that wild? But, But she was on NXT though, right? Yeah. She was on NXT for literally like eight years. That's Which crazy. is, yeah, insane because usually I feel like with NXT recently, I feel like from the time that you like debut to a call up, I feel like it's usually like maybe like three to four years, maybe like four to five. Yeah, it, it just I guess it really just depends on the on the character and the person and what they're looking to bring into the main roster. Mm -hmm. but eight years was just a long time like really really long time so i was really happy to see her win the title granted their tag title reign was not very long it only lasted i think two weeks oh and then they lost it to dakota and eo but still a feel-good moment for her you know, yeah. and still like a big spotlight put on her. And so I needed to put a Lee on this list because, you know, I, I like her character. I think she's got a ton of potential and I'm really looking forward to seeing what she does next year. So let's get into 19. 19 is going to be a classic one. 19 is going to be Natalia, which mm-hmm. props to Natty for being on the main roster now for 14 years and still making a top 25 list. That's crazy. Especially with all the girls on the roster. Mm -hmm. Like she's been able to keep herself relevant, which is huge. Right. So I'm super happy for Natty. One of my favorite moments for Natty this year was her return to NXT. 
I think that was really great for her. I really liked when she got in there with like the newer girls and she just, just, you know, exuded that bad bitch energy. Like Natty came back and interrupted Cora Jade and she was like, yeah, I'm going to be here now for a bit. Like, just like acting like a total bitch. And she went up to like all of the girls in the NXT locker room and she was like, you better show me some respect. Like she was just being a really arrogant heel. Mm-hmm. And I think that was great for her. So also Natty had some pretty good feuds this year with Ronda Rousey and Liv Morgan because she faced Ronda for the SmackDown Women's Championship at Money in the Bank. So that was a big moment for Natty. I mean, honestly, like nobody really thought that Natty was going to win, but it was still a good storyline, a big storyline for Natalia, you know? And it was because of Natalia that Liv had her title win because of she kind of like beat Ronda down and worked on her knee or whatever. So that was kind of what she had against Liv. She was like, well, you wouldn't be champion if it wasn't for me. So, mm. you know, classic Natty. And then she had that WrestleMania title shot as well with Shayna Baszler in the Fatal 4-Way Women's Tag Team title match. So... Not much from Natty this year. Like, I feel like usually Natty does a little bit more, but still like a pretty successful year for her, in my opinion. I think she did really well. So I just, I'm I'm shocked that Natalia is just still 14 years later, still just slaying the game. She's just know? doing the damn thing, you know? She really is. So now we're going to get into number 18, which is Raquel Rodriguez, who was Raquel Gonzalez in the beginning of the year. But then when she came to the main roster, they changed her name. And she won the NXT Women's Tag Team Championship, which I think some people forgot because it was in the beginning of the year. But she won the tag titles with Dakota Kai they beat Toxic Attraction at NXT Stand and Deliver. So that was a pretty big moment for her. She had like feuds with Mandy Rose and NXT and like a tag team partnership with Cora Jade. So she was doing big things in NXT and then she got her WWE call up. And that was when she kind of, you know, was kind of laying low for a bit. And then she won the tag titles with Aaliyah. So Raquel has a ton of potential, though. And that's like, it's it's huge because well, she is huge too. And she's very powerful. Mm-hmm. So she just has the look and everything to really be a big star in WWE. And we just see it now, you know, she's been feuding with Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler for the past month. So that storyline is going to take us into 2023. So we'll have to see where it goes from there. And we'll have to see if Raquel can defeat Ronda Rousey and win the SmackDown Women's Championship, which we're recording this before she faces Ronda for the SmackDown Women's Championship on the last episode of SmackDown of the year. So maybe she won it. I highly doubt it. But, you know, if she does, that'll be a surprise. Mm -hmm. Beating Ronda Rousey is no easy task. So the next person on the list is going to be Asuka. And 
Asuka kind of came back after WrestleMania, so she missed the first part of the year. But she came in hot. She came in with a rivalry with Becky Lynch almost right away. And that created like some great matches for Asuka. And she came back with the same character, which was, I have to say, a little disappointing after she was out for so long. I kind of wanted her to have a bit of a different character. Mm-hmm. but still same character, but she added some new kind of like layers and stuff, still had the mist and everything going on. And then uh, she started the feud with damage control. And that was, I feel like Oscar's kind of like height of the year was her partnership with Alexa bliss and Bianca Belair against damage control. And she won the tag team titles with Alexa bliss as well, but their reign was also very, very short. And then she competed in some big matches like the Women's War Games match and the Money in the Bank ladder match. So, you know, she might have missed part of the year, but I think for Asuka, she came in strong, came in hot. And now, finally, in December, she's been uh, teasing a character change. Maybe a little bit of a darker character for Asuka. Based on her social media, it seems like that's where it's going. Because she's been kind of losing a lot lately. So it seems like she's going into like a darker headspace. So I guess we'll have to see what happens with that. I don't know. You know? (laughs) Mm -hmm. So then coming in at number 16, we have Zelina Vega, which people might have thought that I placed her a little high for her year. But I don't know. I don't think so. Because I think for Zelina... I really like her character right now with Legato del Fantasma. I think she fits in perfectly with them. So I'm glad that they added her to that stable when they came up to the main roster. And some people might forget that she started off the year 2022 as tag team champions with Carmella. So she came in a, into the year with a title. So that means something, you know? Right. And then, I mean, her Royal Rumble appearance. Remember her Royal Rumble, like, uh, match, like, the, that she had in the beginning of the year mm-hmm. at the Rumble? She did pretty well. And she eliminated Sasha Banks. But you remember, oh, we yeah. were so we were so shocked at that. Yeah. That was a little wild. Like, we were like, wait, did Zelina Vega just eliminate Sasha Banks? Well, because Sasha, I think, was in there for a while. No? She was, like, the first one in. And she was in there for a while. Yeah, she was the first one in. And I think that we all kind of thought that she was going to kind of last till the end. And then all of a sudden, Zelina comes out of nowhere and just like kicks her off the apron. And we're like, wait, what? (laughs) So that's what I'm saying. Zelina Vega is a little underrated and you might forget about her because she's a manager right now. But I think that, like I said, with all these girls, actually, they all have a ton of potential. And I'm really excited to see what Zelina does in 2023. Then we have number 15, who, lady knows, I was not the biggest fan of her. And this year, I feel like it finally just clicked for me that I finally like her now. Number 15 is Rhea Ripley. And her character with judgment day is i would say pretty good 
she's one of those characters now, like you were saying with Sony Deville, where she's so good at being healed that I, I don't like her right now. Like I like her, but I don't like her, you know, like when she's mm-hmm. on there, like with Dominic and like, they're like whispering to each other and everything. I'm like, Oh God. And she just like plays a good bitch. So I'm like, <laughs> I really don't like you, but like, you're cool, but I don't mm-hmm. like you, you know? <laughs> So, but I mean, I think I started to like her in the beginning of the year when she was tagging with Liv Morgan. I think that's where it really started. Yeah. For me, I think that like with Liv and her little, you know, partnership they had going on, if you want to say that. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I loved their cosplay. It was it. That was a clicking moment for me is when they cosplayed Catwoman and Batman. I was like, stop. That's it. That's the moment. It's clicked. I like Rhea Ripley. I'm a fan now. So, like I said, her work in Judgment Day has been amazing. You know, her feud with Nikki A.S.H. in the beginning of the year and her feuds with Liv Morgan and Mia Yim have been really good. And then, like I said about her cosplay, that WrestleMania match that her and Liv competed in was very, very good. The Fatal 4-Way Tag Team match. So she had some big moments. I mean, she was supposed to face Bianca Belair at Money in the Bank for the title. But then unfortunately, she got injured for a few months. So she wasn't able to do that. But they've been teasing that match. And I feel like when Bianca and Rhea face each other, that's going to be a big match. Yeah, for sure. Like, I think that that's going to be something that people are really going to be like, oh, my God, I need to tune in because they're both just amazing wrestlers. Mm-hmm. So moving on to number 14, which is EO Sky, who is EO Shirai in the beginning of the year in NXT. They've been doing a lot of name changes this year, you know? And I'm like, okay, done with that, I guess. She won the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic with Kaylee Ray earlier in the year. And then um damage control. And it was crazy because everyone thought that Io was not going to, like, re-sign her contract and that she was gone. So when she came out, everyone was kind of shook. They were like, wait, what? So Homegirl, like I said, ended up staying in WWE. And she saw some pretty big feuds with Mandy Rose, Alexa Bliss, and Asuka throughout the year. So Io has been doing really well. You know, I think that... In the main roster, I feel like in the beginning she was a little shaky on the main roster, but now I feel like she's really finding her footing. And I'm really happy for her because she had a great run in NXT. And I feel like when you have a good run in NXT, you deserve kind of like your flowers on the main roster because that's where you have more eyes on you, you know? Mm-hmm. Because not everybody watches NXT. It's kind of like the developmental. So right. Yeah. So yes, super excited for EO Sky. The next one on this list, another controversial one, is Sasha Banks. Everybody knows what happened with Sasha Banks earlier this year. With Naomi. We know. It was sad. It was so sad. I was like, no, because I really like Sasha and Naomi. And when that whole situation happened, I was like, damn, that sucks. But Sasha had some pretty good moments before the walkout. You know? She had that surprising return right before the Royal Rumble. And she entered at number one and had a decent run, you know, eliminated Melina, which I was mad at her for, for a minute, but you know, 
I digress. Mm-hmm. And then um, her tag team title win with Naomi at WrestleMania. I mean, anytime somebody wins at WrestleMania, that's a big moment. You know, like not everyone gets a WrestleMania win. And I, I feel like low key, I feel like that might be Sasha Banks first WrestleMania win. If I'm not mistaken. Mm. So that was super exciting for Sasha, you know, well, everything up until, you know, the walkout with Naomi because of their disagreement with the company. So we're going to have to see where Sasha goes next year. You know, it's rumor that she's been released from her contract at her request, but she's still on the roster page on WWE. So I don't know. Maybe she'll be in the Rumble next year as a surprise or this year. Do we think know? that she might come back just because, like, you know, Triple H is in charge now? Like, what do we think about that? So that's what people were saying. They were like, well, it's under different management now because the walkout did happen when Vince McMahon was in charge. So now that, like, Stephanie and Triple H have taken over, there were rumors to have that she was talking with them again. But then I guess the latest on that is that kind of like things fell through. But, you know, I'm sure that like WWE knows that people read the dirt sheets. So they might like leak out some false information for like the fact of like people being surprised. Because that's the thing, like in wrestling, like it's hard to be surprised these days sometimes because things get leaked. And then you're like, oh, well, they're back. I knew they were coming back because I read about it like a week ago, you know, like, so maybe they're kind of like trying to throw us off and being like, Sasha's done. She's going over to another wrestling company. Like, don't even think about seeing her back, you know? Mm-hmm. So I guess until it comes from her or like we see that she's moved to like the alumni page on the WWE roster, then anything's possible, you know? Right. So number 12, which this is going to be another controversial one. I know I've said that about a lot of them, but some people might argue that she should be higher. But I put Ronda Rousey at number 12 because, okay, well, she's had some big moments, right? Two-time SmackDown Women's Champion, beat Charlotte in an quit match, 2022 Royal Rumble winner. Like, that's no easy task. You know, Ronda has really had a great year when it comes to that. You know, her feud with Liv Morgan, her recent feuds with Shotzi and Raquel Rodriguez, she's been doing well. But I just feel like when Rhonda was there in 2019, I was more excited about her. And I don't know why. I I think that maybe she was more exciting in the ring or there's just been a disconnect this time. Maybe it's from like lack of like strong like rivalries. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but with Rhonda, I don't feel as strongly for her as I did the first time she was there. And so, but she's been doing good. She's been like showing up as champion, you know, partners with Shayna Baszler now, which they're a dominant tag team. You know, they're the bullies over on SmackDown. So nothing against Rhonda, but I'm just like, I don't know. There's just something off about her. But I will agree that Rhonda is a better heel than a face. Because, I don't know, like, I feel like she's better when she's a badass, in my opinion. 
So, but she's she's a big name. So, of course, when like Ronda Rousey's in there, people are going to be watching because they want to see like what Ronda's going to do, you know? Yeah. So, moving on from Ronda, number 11 and 10. So, I'm going to kind of clump these two together because they were a tag team for the whole year. It's going to be number 11 is JC Jane and number 10 is Gigi Dolan. Which, like I said, some people might argue that's a little high for them. But I love Toxic Attraction. I They're like my favorites. I mean, now that Mandy's gone, I don't know if they'll be my favorites anymore. Because Mandy really like, really helps the group dynamic. But they had some pretty, they had a huge year. Like this was the year of Toxic Attraction in NXT. Like they were involved in like, a storyline like they were on like every week like they were the girls to be like mandy jc and Gigi started off the year running nxt with all of the championships the tag titles and and mandy had the nxt women's championship so not only are they a one-time tag team champions but they're two-time tag champs in 2022 that's huge for them and they've literally feuded with like all of NXT, like feud with Raquel, Cora Jade, Wendy Chu, Roxanne, the list goes on. So I just feel like Toxic Attraction were those girls to beat in NXT. And they were, like I said, in every storyline and everything. And I mean, the Toxic Lounge, just everything that they did this year, I was always like seated for it. Like I was always tuned in on Tuesdays to see Toxic Attraction. So we'll have to see, like, are JC and Gigi going to be okay without Mandy or are they going to get a new leader or are they going to kind of like flounder for a bit without her? I guess we'll have to see in the new year how they kind of go about all of this because like we're going to get into more later. I keep saying it for Mandy's release was very sudden and very shocking. So basically is toxic attraction going to be able to work without mandy rose oh no laney what do you think mm. do you think that they're going to be able to be okay without mandy do you think they're going to replace mandy or do you think they're going to like <clears throat> be not okay for a bit i think it depends on where they want to go with the storyline um because they could do like a little something where they don't necessarily get like a new quote-unquote leader because that's kind of what mandy was was like their leader i think um if anything they just might add like a new girl to the group and she's just kind of like the guinea pig and like just doesn't know what's going on but then she kind of gets better over time kind of like you're like what is this like why is this girl here like kind of thing why is she in toxic attraction you know that's a different take I like and that. You're kind of, and you're kind of wondering. And then, like, you know, the two girls are trying to get her, like, together. And she's kind of like, what's the, uh, she's kind of like the Karen and Mean Girls. Like, whoever this, like, if they did, like, something like that, it would be, mm-hmm. like, adding a Karen to the group. But then, like, everyone thinks, oh, my God, like, this is the new, you know, this is the new girl, Tatsuk Attraction. Like, and you know, thinking they're not going to last, but maybe she, like, 
she kind of like hustles them like you know they get the hustled like a few times but then she gets like really good and she was like underrated can I just say that's a really interesting take on that because a lot of people no one's been speculating that but that's a really good point like maybe they don't need a new leader maybe they just need another girl or two and they can kind of like boss them around and kind of be like the bosses well and I think it would be like really like cool like again doing see this is why we just like (laughs) this the story like the writer like writing in my head it's like starting to come out right now because it's Mm -hmm. like once if she were to you know end up being really good and then the girls that are there are going to be really like act like they're very surprised because they weren't expecting it from her because they just thought she was dumb but they're just like we need someone and she's you know whatever and ends up she could be like eventually they make her into the leader because of her character development yeah Um, Oh, I like that. They could do something like that for sure, but I I don't know if they will get that far or if they'll want to do that, like do that in a writing standpoint. I think Mandy was very beneficial to Toxic Attraction to where they might just like do what they, I feel like, do for the most part and just like act like it never happened. And right. just like completely just cut it off and just, you know, act like it never happened. Because WWE does that quite often. They really do. And it's it's frustrating. I mean, I'm hoping under like Triple H and everything that they're gonna, they've been better about that. Where they kind of just don't like end things abruptly anymore to like where there's no kind of like conclusion. But I kind of hope that they kind of like don't make it seem like oh yeah mandy was never a thing like you know i i, I hope that they bring mandy back first and foremost right. i hope they bring mandy back because it was ridiculous what happened with her but it's been rumored that they're gonna have like either like eva marie or chelsea green be the new leader of toxic attraction which i think they'd be good options but i like your storyline better you know like kind of like building up one of those new girls that maybe we don't know much about yet and it's getting like, her to the point where like she can get over you know well and, and it's like a thing too where like you could just do so much with the story like create good stories and like good storylines you know because like obviously everybody is very upset that mandy got released right so immediately just putting a new leader in toxic attraction toxic attraction seems very cliche and seems like oh they just need to fill it so I feel like it might fall off because of that because people are not going to be as invested where Mm -hmm. when you just kind of create something like that where you have someone like just randomly come in they just seem like kind of ditzy and like dumb and she's just like there because you know they need a new person in their circle right but really she's playing everybody it's like you know it's like good storytelling because then people are gonna learn to end up being like oh my like it's that shock factor like oh my god like this girl is like badass like and then it's like she's like a 
you thought she was just like harmless and just dumb but really she's probably been she's you know the heel the whole time yeah like she's kind of like playing them because like she's using their popularity to get ahead you know because she knows the toxic attraction is like the main you know main girls on nxt and she wants to be in that spot so she's kind of like playing them but the whole time you thought the toxic attraction was playing her Ooh. Okay, NXT writers, do you hear us? <laughs> I'm like, if anyone's listening to this, give me a call. <laughs> yeah, let's, where do we sign the contract? Like, I literally <laughs> just thought of that on the spot. Like, I, like, that's where my mind goes. Because it's like, yeah, you could easily just replace Mandy Rose. But it's like, she did something to that storyline. She did something with the character that she was in that you know scenario so you have to come back with something even better than what she was and Mm -hmm. by just replacing her with you know chelsea green and whoever else it's not gonna do well i mean unless they have really really strong acting skills to where you can convince you know the fans otherwise and it can turn out really good but again you have to have good storytelling and the storyline has to be good and people are just already going to be mad because Mandy's not in it anymore so you got to do something unexpected and I think that would personally that would capture my attention yeah like if I was watching it I'm excited to see what they do with that but let's get into number nine so number nine is Carmella which Carmella started off the year as tag champ with Zelina you know And then she took some time off, came back and replaced Rhea Ripley as the number one contender to Bianca Belair's women's championship at Money in the Bank. So Rhea was supposed to have that opportunity, but she got injured and Mella stepped in, came back with an amazing new kind of like take on her character. Mella always keeps it fresh. That's the good thing about Carmella is she doesn't stay stagnant for too long. She always adds something new to her character and she's very good at character work. And that's why Mela is like one of my favorites, because, you know, when Carmela comes out, she's going to be believable. You know, I personally like her better as a heel and she was a heel all of this year. You know, I wasn't a huge fan of the face mask thing where she would put on the face yeah. mask like that was kind of annoying. But I guess that was kind of the point. I wasn't but- really like a fan of like her and Selena Vega's like tag team like yeah i like both of their characters i really just didn't like them yeah like, they felt kind of like forced a little bit in my well, opinion yeah and i think that's why i didn't really like selena vega like i didn't really like i didn't really like the whole queen yeah. thing. and now i know you said that her characters changed yes um, obviously if you guys haven't noticed eric follows wrestling a bit more than i do <laughs> <laughs> yeah um so i haven't really watched it like in the past like five months or so i haven't like really like kept up with it but i did obviously watch earlier in the year but yeah i just like really wasn't like into her character like really at all and I think they were both just, like, obnoxious, but I think that was supposed to be, like, who they were in their tag team. Mm-hmm. But I'm glad they're, they, they're not a tag team anymore, right? No, because Mela's been out again. So after she came back, she had an amazing feud with Bianca Belair, and then um she was out with some health problems. 
So she's been out again since I think like like mid to late summer and she has been back. So and she's been going oh, through some okay. things. So she was kind of only a little sporadic on WWE. So maybe people could be thinking her placement's a little high. But like I said, I'm just a big fan of Carmella and she was the tag champ and had a good story with Bianca. So that's why she is so high on my list. Um, right. But yeah, so hopefully Mella comes back in 23-23 with a vengeance and we could see more of her. Next, number eight is going to be Naomi. Naomi was having such a great year. She had I that- just I just love Naomi. I like I really hope she comes back. Me too. I think they it look it's looking better for Naomi than Sasha at the moment, but she started off the year with the feud with Sonya Deville and that whole thing and then the tag team with Sasha the win at WrestleMania, new tag champs. I loved their tag team. It was something fresh and new for them. And they have a lot of history together. And then all that, all that happened. And it was so sad. Cause I was like, Naomi would have had probably one of the best years of her career. If that didn't happen, in my opinion, I think yeah. Naomi would have definitely had an amazing year, especially I feel like she, would have slash will thrive under Triple H even more because of she's been there for so long and she has an amazing character. That's what I was that's what I was thinking. Like she has like a lot of history with WWE. Like she's been there for a while where Sasha's been there for a while too, but she hasn't I don't think she has been there as long as Naomi has. No, Naomi's been there since uh on the main roster since 2012. Yeah, she's been there for 10 years. That minute. I wonder, like, if that whole walkout was more influenced by Sasha rather than Naomi. Yeah, people were saying that that was the case. They were saying that it was uh, like a Sasha thing and Naomi just wanted to support her. I mean, Sasha and Naomi have been doing big things since the walkout, like red carpet events and all that stuff. So, like, kudos to them. I think they were just on um, Blake Live or, um, like Sheldon's show, but I know because Nikki Bella is one of the hosts, so I know Sasha was just on there. Yeah, Sasha Banks and Brie Bella had an episode together on uh, Barmageddon, but I don't know. I don't know if Naomi even wants to come back because 10 years is a long time. Maybe she's will or looking to like dabble into acting or something else, you know, so I don't know. I guess we'll have to stay tuned on Naomi for next year, but she still had a pretty successful year to me. You know, I just, the f- I just love her entrance. It's like one of my favorite entrances. I don't know what about it. I don't even like like EDM or anything like that, really. But it just like it's like a really good way to get like, the you know, the show started. Like, yeah, when, if she's like one of the first people out like for the show or not one of the first people, but like one of the first like um women out for the women's matches, like it just sets the tone for, I think, the whole rest of the night, you know? I'm hoping she comes back in the Royal Rumble because, you know, she always does her little rumble spots. Mm-hmm. But if you like Naomi's entrance, I think you'd really like Katana and Kaden because they have a very similar entrance. Very, like, upbeat and, like, exciting and they're very fun to watch in the ring. So I think they'll probably come up to the main roster next year at some point, in my opinion. Okay. okay. So, yeah. Number seven is Dakota Kai, which Dakota Kai has had a wild year. She went from being in NXT 
teaming up with Wendy Chu, doing amazing character with her, then winning the NXT Tag Team Championship with Raquel, facing Mandy in a title match for the NXT Women's Championship, and then getting released. Damn. And yeah, <laughs> right. And we were we thought she was done. That's it. Dakota Kai's done in like springtime. You know, she got released from her contract. And then in summer, she shocked the world by coming out with Bailey and EO in damage control. No one had any idea. There were no rumors floating around or anything. So that was really, really huge. That was a big moment for her. And she went on to have a great successful year from like August to the end of the year now. So, you know, started off the year strong, then got released for a little bit and then got brought back under Triple H. And she's just been killing it. She's like such a great seller. She's been doing great with damage control and she's been great as a tag team champion. So I'm happy that her and EO are going into the new year as tag champs. But like I was saying earlier, along the lines with Bailey. I just need a little something extra with damage control now. They're getting a little stale for me. I just need something. I need a little extra oomph with them. Yeah. I don't know. There's it's a bit of a disconnect. It's interesting because do you know why she got, like, was there any talk of why she got released in the so first place? She, at the end of 2021, her, Aaliyah, and Zaya Lee were having, like, dark matches, which are, like, unrecorded matches before like SmackDown and Raw Mm -hmm. and they were kind of like testing the waters and if they were ready for the main roster Mm -hmm. and I guess she was told she said this in an interview she was told she was supposed to be called up during the draft and she was never drafted so then she went back to NXT and she was just kind of like okay I guess I'll just stay here for a little longer and then they released her. So I'm guessing that it was something that like Vince McMahon didn't see in her or whatever, which I don't know how he could not because like Dakota is ama- does amazing character work, has a great look and is a great wrestler. I was going to so... say she's been on for a while. I like know of her, I think, because I think the first time I ever saw her was in one of the Royal Rumbles from like a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Um. And so I, like, had known who she was. I don't really watch NXT too often. Um, mm. But obviously, I know she was on NXT. And um, so I wonder if Triple H kind of has a plan for, her, like, her character yeah, like, in the future. Because I agree, like, I think she is a good wrestler and whatnot but i haven't seen any like necessarily i haven't seen like a really good character from her yeah she she definitely is really good at like acting you can tell with like her facial expressions and everything and the way her mannerisms like you can tell that i think she's definitely going to be like a main player like when damage control does eventually break up i think she's going to be like a breakout star from the group for sure but I guess we'll have to see. So getting into number six is going to be one of our personal favorites, Alexa Bliss. Yes, girl. Yeah, Alexa Bliss started off the year with her spooky character and then um, transitioned into a more like pop punk girl. And I'm not uh-huh. going to lie, she was very like 
stagnant for a little bit. I was like, I love you, Alexa, but I just, it's not giving. I don't understand like the character, you know, but she did have, um, she was in the elimination chamber under her like spooky character before WrestleMania. And then she kind of like disappeared again. Mm-hmm. Like randomly after WrestleMania, she came back with a new character after her like therapy sessions that she was having. Mm-hmm. So she was kind of all over the place, but then, and now she's found her footing. Once she started teaming up with Bianca and Oscar, in my opinion, against damage control, um, she won the tag titles with Oscar and then, um, you know, competed in war games and then her feud with damage control. And now at the end of the year, her feud with Bianca Belair and we're seeing Alexa kind of shift into this more dark character again because they've been flashing like Bray Wyatt's symbol and then she's been like switching from like smiley fun Alexa to like this dark persona and then on the last Raw she's hit Bianca in the back and smashed a vase on her back oh my god (laughs) yeah like Bianca was like girl I don't know what's going on with you but like we're friends and she was kind of like acting a little weird and then Bianca turned around and Alexa grabbed the vase and smashed it across Bianca's like back oh my god so she's transitioning her character as a lot of people have been doing since you know the new regime of WWE has started so I'm very intrigued to see what happens with Alexa I think it's interesting that they had her ta- they had her tag team partners with Asuka. Yeah, her and Asuka won the tag team titles for a little bit. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, because they were kind of like the three main like baby faces of Raw that like teamed up to like combat damage control. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why they kind of like were tag teaming like that. Gotcha. Yeah, she's the number one contender for the Raw Women's Championship. So she gets her title match. I think on the first Raw of the new year. So that'll be interesting to see what happens there. Moving on to number five. We're in the top five now. So this is this is big spots, you know. We got Charlotte Flair, who a little while, you know, she's been out for most of the year. She's been out for like six months. But her oh, first, she? yeah, she after she lost to Ronda in the I quit match. She's been gone. Like she got married and she's been doing her thing. But her first six months in WWE, she was SmackDown Women's Champion. You know, she had a great feud with Ronda Rousey and she did amazing in the Royal Rumble. I mean, Charlotte always does amazing in the Royal Rumble. But this year she was the runner up and she's just, it's Charlotte, you know. That's Mm -hmm. all. (laughs) Charlotte is just dominant. She's a great athlete. Great character work from her. And so just even though she was only on for like six months out of the year, I think that like the spot is definitely warranted for Charlotte Flair because she's just amazing, you know? Yeah, I'm sure they'll just have her come up like out of nowhere and then she'll just like, you know, fuck shit up. Oh, yeah. As Charlotte does, she's she'll be back soon. I feel it. And she's going to like probably do something crazy and then she'll just be right back as like the main attraction, you know. Mm-hmm. So moving on to number four is Becky Lynch. She started off the year as a Raw Women's Champion, had amazing feuds with so many women from like Lita 
to Asuka, to Bianca, to most recently Bailey and turning face recently and teaming with Bianca after feuding with her for a year. It's just been an emotional roller coaster for Becky Lynch. And her fashion style is a little wild, but I do love her gears recently. Like her gears this year have been pretty good. They're like a little crazy, but you're like kind of into it because it's different, you know? Like, I think she has, like, a fashion designer that designs her stuff in, like, L.A. or something. Mm-hmm. And, I'm like, of course, she's, like, so L.A., you know. I, I've really grown to love Becky Lynch. And then she won she won the Women's War Games match by, like, jumping off the top of the cell onto Dakota and Io, like, through a table to get the win. Oh, my God. She's just wild. She's reverted back to her kind of, like, the man Becky Lynch gimmick yeah under triple h so uh, it'll be interesting becky lynch has had an amazing year just great character great athlete great actress just everything becky lynch is a total package i'm super happy for her so this spot is definitely warranted moving on to number three to one of my personal favorites probably my favorite out of the current crop of women this is probably my favorite at the moment which changes, but she's always within the top three. Liv Morgan. And this was really, like, I know we were talking about Aaliyah with her breakout year. This was really Liv Morgan's breakout year. She, yeah, for sure. Like, I obviously only watched, like, I think half of the year. But, like, I can just tell Liv has had, like, so much happen. Like, it, and I think it really started when, her and Rhea got tag team together. Well, like, that's when it started to happen, I think, for her. In the beginning of the year, though, she literally, at uh, day one, so January 1st, 2022, she faced Becky Lynch for the Raw Women's Championship. I remember we were watching and we thought she was going to win the title and she didn't because mm-hmm. we're like, damn. So that really has been kind of like her momentum the whole year. Then she did the tag team with Rhea, like you were saying. And that got over really well with the crowd. And then her like her money in the bank win. And then at money in the bank, she cashed in and pinned Ronda Rousey. And she beat Ronda Rousey not once, but twice. And no one's ever done that before. So crazy. She's just had some great feuds with like Rhea Ripley and Ronda Rousey, Shayna Baszler, and you know, Becky Lynch. So Liv's just had a great all around amazing year and just so many big things. I mean, she's been kind of like laying a little low ever since she lost the SmackDown women's championship to Ronda. She hasn't been doing too much. She's kind of got this like a crazy, like extreme character going on now where she like likes pain sort of thing. (laughs) So I'm like, okay, Liv, but um, (laughs) I know definitely different, but I'm excited to see what happens for her because now She's like, she's solidified herself as a main event player. Like she finally had her SmackDown title win. She's here, you know, she's not going anywhere. She's a main player. Number two is Bianca Belair, who Bianca has been getting pretty mainstream. Like, I feel like if you don't, even if you don't like wrestling, you like Bianca Belair, like you see her and you're like, damn, homegirl's like, She's getting it. You know, she's got the braid. She designs like all of her outfits, her fashion game. She always has a new, she always has new gear. 
and she makes all of her gear like this girl can do it all you know yeah you won the raw women's championship she won the elimination chamber she's had feuds with becky lynch and bailey carmella sony deville among others like i don't know some people are saying that bianca's reign as raw women's champion is getting stagnant but i say i wouldn't mind her like being champion until like SummerSlam. i love bianca Belair. I think she always keeps it fresh. And I think that she has a great character, you know? And I mean, even when you watch Bianca, like for the first time, when you were first getting into it, you're like, okay, the braid's a little wild, but you're like, but she's good. Cause she just flips around the ring, you know? So I think that Bianca's going to have an amazing year again next year. So we'll have to see. And then number one, (sighs) <sighs> number one <laughs> is oh my gosh i just i still can't believe i'm in shock still you know mm-hmm. number one is mandy rose who just had an amazing year gosh just did so much so many amazing rivalries in nxt from like alba fire to wendy chu to roxanne perez to zoe stark to cora j to dakota kai like literally everyone in nxt and she's like put them over like she's been winning every match but she makes them seem kind of like strong like they get the upper hand a little bit in the match or within the storyline you know mm-hmm. and you always were thinking like throughout the whole year like oh this is going to be the time that mandy loses her title and then she shocks everyone and retains her title like as she should she also unified the nxt women's championship with the nxt uk women's championship and i just i can't believe that She's gone. You know, she was NXT Women's Champion, third longest reigning NXT Women's Champion of all time. And she was champion for literally almost the entire year before they changed the storyline and had her drop the title because if she posted naked pictures and was getting, you know, paid money for it. So it's like, that's just what people do these days. You know, OnlyFans is a thing. And people have done... So much worse that are still under contract, but I digress. If you want to hear my spiel about that, you can go over to my TikTok because I posted a video about it. I just think that Mandy's the total package. Like she has the character down. She's gotten so much better in the ring. And I just, I love her as an all around performer. She was definitely my favorite there. She was my number one girl. And then they released her. And I was so looking forward to her coming to the main roster with Toxic Attraction because I thought it was going to be so fresh to see this new Mandy Rose on the main roster, you know, getting it, you know, getting in storylines with like Becky Lynch and, you know, Bianca Belair, maybe Liv Morgan, depending what brand she's on. Like, I was just very, very invested that even when she lost the NXT Women's Championship, I was like, okay, I'm upset because like random but, like, now she can come to the main roster again. So I'm, like, kind of excited. And then the next day, she, they released her. Like, Damn. can you believe that they released Mandy Rose, like, after a year of building her up? Like, one year of building up her character and everything. You guys just cut her from her contract like that. And I get it. You know, I'm not, like, naive. I understand that she might have violated some terms of her contract. Yes. But I don't know. 
the optimist in me is hoping that as we speak, Mandy Rose and WWE are coming up with a new contract together where she can come back and be on the main roster or a surprise entrant in the Royal Rumble or something. So I guess we'll have to see. I don't know. But thank you guys so much for listening to this bonus episode. This was so much fun breaking down my top 25 WWE women of 2022. And yeah, I'm excited to see what happens in 2023.